2: Appalachian Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian.
0: And don't forget, Will, tonight's episode is powered by SOAR.
1: Shaping our Appalachian region. If you're an
0: entrepreneur out there, especially in eastern Kentucky, check them out. Appalachian Meets World, another week. This is a little different episode
2: this week as well in honor of Veterans Day, which is happening tomorrow, November the 11th. We just wanted to have a quick episode to honor the veterans out there, to really honor our favorite veteran. He's now referred to as Pap. Neil and I call him Dad. We just wanted to honor him especially on this day, Veterans Day. He served in the Army when he was younger. But I remember when Neil and I were younger, he used to tell us random stories of serving in the military and in his time spent in service. I think that's part of the reason why I was an Army man for Halloween five or six years in a row. He also let me wear his dog tags, which I eventually lost. But it was something that I cherished, and I obviously looked up to his time served. Um, he was very humble about his service. He really talked about it much, but occasionally we could get a story or two out of him, and we appreciate his service. We appreciate all the service. Appalachia has a special place in regards to service, I think. A lot of people from the mountains, from Appalachia, go into service, whether it be out of necessity or just the fact that we see duty of service as an important part of our background in Appalachia. I know recently we talked about faith and grit in Appalachia, especially in the faith episodes that we had, the religion episodes. But we always talk about faith and grit as two things in Appalachia. I think that third thing in Appalachia is service think we humbly look at service in a certain way in Appalachia, and on Veterans Day, we just want to honor all the veterans out there for their service, especially those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, and all the veterans in Appalachia, outside Appalachia, for what they their commitment to our country and to preserving freedom in honor of that we also wanted to mention a couple of websites honor flight if you've never heard of an honor flight this organization honorflight.org that's the website but it's a national organization they have hubs in every state But they actually select or take, I don't know how many honor flights they have a year, but take veterans on a one-day trip to D.C. to see the memorials that represent their willingness to fight to preserve freedom. It's a really cool concept it has been happening for a long time. It's called Honor Flight. Like I said, every state has a hub. You can check out your own state's hub. You can donate directly. It's a way to, to give back to the veterans that provided that service. And just in honor of them... And give them a special trip to D.C. So check it out. HonorFlight.org. Another thing we wanted to mention. It's actually in the Google Arts and Culture. If you've never seen that. They have some cool stuff that happens there. But one of the special sections that they have. Soldiers of the Coalfields. The Hidden Stories of Black Appalachians in World War One. It's a really innovative website. It talks about all the history, not only of coal, but of World War I service. It's a pretty long link specific to this Soldiers of the Coal Fields article, but it's in artsandculture.google.com, but we'll post the full link in the show notes. Check it out. It's really innovative the way they've done this, and I wanted to also mention it because... Of who does it? It's the Reed College of Media Innovation Center at West Virginia University. If you never heard of the Media Innovation Center at WVU, it's a really awesome asset for our region, for West Virginia, produces incredible talent in regards to media regards to journalism but they really do some innovative work there at the media innovation center and had a lot of staff that has done some incredible innovative work we've had one on our show before elaine mcmillian sheldon who represents the media innovation center but you can check it out them out as well it's the media we'll post it in the show notes as well but we want to give them a shout out on this cool thing they did for Google Arts, the Soldiers of the coal fields, the hidden stories of black Appalachians in World War One. So check that out, especially on this Veterans Day, November 11th. I know today is the 10th, but this weekend we're celebrating Veterans Day. However you celebrate it out there, just make sure that you celebrate it. And also on this short episode, we're going to just have a little throwback to how it all started here at Appalachia Meets World. We're going to repost episode one, Where Are You From? Hopefully, if you haven't heard it before, you can hear it this time. And again, this is just a short episode. So enjoy the throwback. And till next time, peace. We are two Appalachians.
1: Uh, Neil still lives in Eastern Kentucky. I moved away after high school, but I still I still call it home. So, Neil, you want to introduce yourself a little bit, and then I'll I'll introduce myself.
0: And we'll we'll talk about the podcast. Sure. Uh, don't really know what I need to say about myself just yet, but I'm thirty uh, something. Male from Appalachia, uh, got three kids, wife. I lived here my whole life. Um, went, to, went to college at Georgetown. Um, you now, For most people listening to that, they're going to think uh, Georgetown University. It's actually Georgetown College, small liberal arts school in Kentucky. Um, so I've never really left the state. Uh, kind of born and raised here. Um, I've left several times on vacations and various other activities, but uh, for the most part, um, been in the deep woods of eastern Kentucky. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's kinda, my whole life.
1: That's kind of where we differ. Where I, uh, uh, well, you know, obviously, but uh, after after high school, I went to college at Western Kentucky, and from there. I haven't really moved back. I've, I've lived on the East Coast, the West Coast, the South Coast. Uh, I now live on the North Coast in Cleveland, Ohio. Not by choice necessarily, but uh, more live more here because of my wife's job. But in Northeast Ohio, Appalachia actually runs through part of it, which is close to where I live. It's just one of those things. Uh, it's not that I left to get away. It's just that I haven't had a chance to get back living wise but it's a place I I still call home Um, when I tell people when they ask me where I'm from I still say I don't just say Kentucky I say southeast Kentucky Appalachia mountains just to make sure that they know exactly where I'm from if they couldn't guess from the accent alone
0: is that the thing you probably you probably get the most you think is is a accent question after somebody asks you where you're from
1: oh yeah all the time it's one story about the accent question i was in line at a fast food restaurant here in cleveland and uh this guy was like of course as soon as they hear you talk they get this little smirk on the side of their face you know and like next thing out of the mouth where are you from um so he he asked that you know that little smirk is i assume them thinking oh this this is the hillbilly from the from the sticks but uh First thing first thing, is, where are you from? And then he's like, oh, wait, let me guess. And he was like, Australia? I'm like, my accent sounds like Australia? Like, yeah. That's, that's I would not... just said,
0: good day, mate. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that wasn't even close. <laughs> but, yeah, same same with you, I'm sure, right? Because we pretty much sound alike.
0: Uh, I'd say that's number one. My My favorite story from that is – and that my kids have heard me tell several times is um, playing football in college. And, you know, I had to uh, – fortunately, I got to, I got to talk a lot on the field because I was the quarterback And in the huddle. Uh, I'm the one that was calling the play. So, um, all the guys around me, none of which were from eastern Kentucky, uh, would often stop me when I would tell them to play. It would take us a little longer in the huddle because they had no clue what I was saying. So I had to slow down and change my verbiage a little bit when I was uh, saying the play in the huddle. So that was always a funny, always a funny story for me. I, when, uh, that's so
1: so weird too because it's not like you went to a different state for college. <laughs> yeah. you, let's same with me. I was no. un- undergrad at Western, and while I was at Western, people would always get me to repeat words like "ice" or "right" because they wanted to make right. fun, they wanted to make fun of me for the way that I talked, which totally totally appropriate to make fun of uh uh hillbilly, but you know that's another here and there there I guess it always
0: made me it always made me go the opposite way though uh because I got the same thing people would say it again, say it again, say it again yeah so uh, I think it made me worse honestly because you know i I don't know if they're i guess I was too dumb to realize they were making fun of me, but I just kind of played it up.
1: that all shut offense! yeah it works sometimes yeah so like we said we're both use it
0: to your advantage (laughs)
1: like we said we're both from (laughs) southeastern kentucky um and if, if you all if everybody listening doesn't know it's one of the most at least on paper impoverished areas in the in the u.s Um, You know, you always see these studies of the poorest counties in the U.S. That's kind of kind of where we grew up, which we didn't know on paper or not. They were the poorest counties. I thought we grew up pretty well. But uh, apparently New York Times and other (laughs) other papers don't think so. But that's something that I'm sure we'll get into on future episodes to talk about uh, just just the way that we're portrayed, um, the way that. That's kind of why we wanted to do this podcast is just because you know the the perceptions that are out there um are always pretty negative of appalachia. We understand that as appalachians we we kind of want everyone else to understand the way we understand appalachia. It's not uh just what you see on paper we We want you to learn you know what we know uh the good great things about Appalachia, the great things that are going on here there are other few other podcasts out there to talk about Appalachia. Some of it talk about the folklore, you know, some of it talk about other things. We just wanted to shed a little bit of light from our perspective. perspective. Uh, But another thing that we wanted to accomplish with this podcast is not just talk about the great things going on, which is some of the stuff that we'll do, but we want to get outside Appalachia, interview people uh, from other areas to get their take on Appalachia, to get their perspective, just to see, you know, I don't think I mentioned this before, but I work in economic development. I work with other communities um, to help them analyze their own communities or, you know, bring development to their area. And some of the things that I've seen outside of Appalachia working is the similarities with the places that I worked and the place that I grew up. It's uh, I would try to tell them when I was working there, but they they just can't understand it. They just see Appalachia as... Appalachia um the way they perceive it instead of seeing the similarities but you know when you get out and you see other places you understand that we're not all that different and we just kind of want to bring um a new light or at least learn not only understand ourselves but help others understand us I don't know if you have anything to say to that add to that Neil but
0: yeah I was just say, like you and I talk about all the time but, you know uh Perception is not necessarily reality in, in a lot of cases, and um, you know what what we consider uh, economic economic development and what you see from an economic development standpoint in some larger cities, and uh, you know it's all it's all kind of relative, I guess. I mean, um, I'm kind of in the middle of it all the time, and you're uh, you know a little bit removed, I guess. And to me, it's you know just a a great place. Um, to grow up, a great place to live, a great place to, to raise your family. And a lot of times it gets a bad rap by people who have a misconception of, of what reality is. So um, I guess you and I just talked about trying to to shed a light on what reality actually is. Um, it's not so much different than than what other people are going through outside of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and but But definitely we also want to talk about – you know, a lot of the great things that are happening here. We hope to have some, uh, a lot of interviews, some people on the podcast that can talk about that. People from the outside that can talk about what they're doing and just to see how they compare, how they contrast the, the, the similarities, the differences. And, uh, you know, we could just chat and, and see how, you know, it's going on outside, it's going on here, it's going on there, um, just to see how everyone's the same or everyone's different.
0: I guarantee most of the people that you hear on here, uh, you'll know immediately whether they're inside Appalachia or outside Appalachia based on one thing, which we've kind of alluded to already. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it'll be interesting for us to, to hear the differences, but also see the similarities. Yeah, that's,
1: that's uh, one of the things when I get outside of Appalachia, of course, when I'm talking to you, my accent's even stronger, but When I get outside, it's yeah, it's the first thing that people and like I said, they get that little smirk because I never can tell if they if they get that smirk because they think less of me if I'm from Appalachia or what. But I'll tell you a little story. The first time I was in Cleveland, I met some people. And it was an older lady that I met, but she, I was talking to her and I told her where I was from. Of course I said Kentucky, but I said Southeastern Kentucky, Appalachia area. And she's like, Oh, Oh my goodness. Look at you. You're from Appalachia. Now look at you. You were way down here. Now you're way up here. And she wasn't talking about geography. She was, (laughs) she was talking about uh, her perception of Appalachia. Um, And it kind of, it kind of, kind of, took me off guard because I, I i don't see it that way and but but i understand why others do um but it's a- also hard to hear when, when, when it's right in your face like that um but that's something Can that we
0: interview that lady
1: <laughs> yeah. you have her name <laughs> yeah I'll figure, I'll figure that out <laughs> but that's something that you know why we wanted to do this podcast we wanted to have a little fun i actually wanted to connect with you a little bit more we don't get a chance to to talk all that much but as part of that also we really want to focus on Appalachia what's going on we, we may be a little biased and talk to a lot of people in eastern Kentucky but um, we'll also you know if some of y'all listening to the episode don't know you know Appalachia runs from New York down to you know Georgia Mississippi it's actually consists of based on the Appalachian Regional Commission's definition, it consists of 13 states, 420 counties, 24 million people plus. So it's, you know, it's a a broad range of uh, geography, of economics, of uh, potential. Um, It's not just this accent. (laughs) There are several other accents throughout Appalachia, but we want to understand it all. Um, We hope to get to northern Appalachia to southern Appalachia to central Appalachia of course where we're from and uh, all the above including beyond Appalachia where we can not only meet everyone here but spread what we have meet everyone like the title of our podcast says uh, Appalachia meets the world
0: yeah Will's been all around the world and I've just kind of met the world in bits and pieces so uh, I guess his uh his perspective is a little bit more worldly than mine. But, um, I wouldn't say worldly. I,
1: just, I, I will say that when I left, it wasn't to leave Appalachia because I, you know, just wanted to get out, which, you know, some people do. But it was one of those things where I wanted to get out. I wanted to learn from, from other areas and bring what I learned back to Appalachia. That, that you know, that the longer.
0: We're still waiting, the, bro. The more, we're still waiting. Yeah, I
1: no. But the more I've been outside <laughs> Appalachia, the longer it was easier to understand what I appreciate about Appalachia, what I love about Appalachia. it just uh, I don't know. I get fired up when I start talking about Appalachia, when I you know, to other people, I want them to understand what I know, the great things about the place where I grew up.
0: I know it's hard to narrow it down. What would you say your favorite thing about the place you grew up uh, would be? And, and I, you know, that's a tough question. I guess off the rip.
1: Well, it is, but it, but it isn't. I mean, um, if you're talking about a specific thing, there are there are things that that come to mind that I love about about the area, like the mountain law festival that we go to every year. You know, every small town in Kentucky, every small town I imagine throughout Appalachia has their own festival, or their own thing that they go to that's one of the things that I love about uh, where we grew up but that being said I I think what makes Appalachia especially where we grew up a little unique is the just the community aspect and and the family aspect and how strong of a connection that we've had growing up to our community you know we're basically part of a family being from that small little town where we grew up I don't know about you, but that's you know that's one of the segments that we want to have on every episode. We kind of want to call it of place, kind of where what what gives us a sense of place being in, being from Appalachia, and how how we think about it. I don't know about you, but what 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 do you think makes Appalachia unique, uh, Neil, or where we grew up?
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the cliffs cliche things to say of people that that live here is gosh it's such a small town everybody knows everything and then in, in a way that's true uh, but at the same time it's it's one of the great things about it just that uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of family connections um, down the line with many different people names and faces and uh, all kinds of relationship I guess all throughout Appalachia that you just kind of are naturally uh, drawn to uh, because you're connected in some way somehow. Uh, And I don't know, maybe that's just because of where you're from or where you grew up. But in most cases it's because your uncle's connected to that person's aunt or that person's grandmother, or uh, you know, your grandpa was a a figure that people might remember in in our case. Um, And, you know, uh, a lot of times just family and tradition and, and those things that seem second nature to me may not be so true in, in other places around the world, but it's what makes Appalachia great to me.
1: Yeah. That, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's that tradition, like you said, that network of people in that small town. And that's, that's something we also want to learn from other areas to see. I, I imagine it's the case in small towns over large urban areas. You know, I've lived in larger cities and I think there's a difference between place and space. A lot of the times when I've lived in, in uh, larger cities, I have felt like it's been a space because I haven't had that connection. It hasn't ever felt like home. Uh, when I come when I drive down to Kentucky, when I cross that bridge in Cincinnati, I always get this feeling of like relief off my shoulders because I feel like I'm coming home, you know it's the same thing when i when i see those mountains of appalachia it's it's that feeling of just coming home having having a sense of place rather than just living in a space if that makes sense
0: yeah sometimes i cross that bridge and i'm like leaving home (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah i get that too but it's true you know i i'm
1: not you know i'm not just saying that here it's I I honestly get like this relief, not maybe it's not, it's not relief, but it's just, you you know, comfort, 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 sense of pride. I don't know. I'm proud to say where I'm from. Uh, I'll let anyone know if they, like you said before, if they don't know from my accent, I'll definitely tell them.
0: And I think neither one of us have ever been shy about that. I don't, I don't know why, but I guess uh, no matter where you've gone or no matter where I've been we've we've had, both kind of been uh proud to to establish that with people i got (laughs) i was just thinking about a funny story from uh, my honeymoon actually um you know it was it was kind of funny but at the same time it was kind of perception of uh place i was i guess or the space i was in um so i got married went to um St. John, actually, for for a week, which is one of my favorite places, U.S. Virgin Islands. It's uh, now mine and my wife's favorite vacation spot. Uh, So we're there uh, on our honeymoon. uh, Second day, uh, we're out eating. Stopped at a uh, local uh, gas station, basically, to get an ice cream, uh, funny enough. And I got a nutty buddy, and took it back out to the taxi and the taxis there if you've been there uh, just kind of like a open air bed of the truck type of uh, pew that you sit in or whatever while you ride uh, across the island but I got back in my seat and uh, the taxi cab driver took off and about the time he took off I took a bite out of that a nutty buddy and broke my front tooth off. So uh, Will and I both have had issues with our front teeth. But, uh, you know, when that tooth broke off, it flew out of that open air taxi cab and I lost it for the the week. I mean, I'm in the Virgin Islands. I can't just go to the dentist. So for the rest of the trip, I was the uh, (laughs) the toothless wonder from Kentucky. Uh, So (laughs) I'm
1: sure that went over well.
0: Yeah, so everybody wanted to hear me talk, and then they laughed because I oh, only had one tooth. So <laughs> they weren't real surprised when I told them where I was from. But you know, uh, it's not always the case. That's a great story. Yeah, in some in some worlds, <laughs> it was a little awkward on a honeymoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, that that's something. Um, like I said before, we we want to have a segment on of place. Uh, we want to highlight at least one thing in every episode that we think gives App- Appalachia that sense of place could could be you know a place in Appalachia could be a person could be an event a small business on main street et cetera. Et cetera. we just want to shed a little light and tune in on the rich traditions and culture you know that makes Appalachia Appalachia I don't mean to put you on the spot here Neil but is there, is there one thing that kind of you want to talk about tonight that they, I know we've been talking about it already, but it really gets, gets on your nerves in the way that Appalachia perceived.
0: Uh man, I know I should have an answer for that. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that get on my nerves, I guess, about, um, uh, you know, people automatically assume you're from a small town cause you're from Appalachia or, um, people automatically assume that you're married to your first cousin because you're from Appalachia. Uh, You know, that's, that's pretty annoying. Uh, You know, people automatically assume that you grew up a dire situation, um, you know, just because you're from Appalachia.
1: Yeah. There's a lot Um, of, a lot of generalizations out there, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about in the future as well. But,
0: yeah, I think uh, those are just a couple of things that probably get on my nerves the most. Is there one particular thing that that bothers you?
1: I, I mean, like I said before, when you're from here, it doesn't bother you until you get outside here. You know, you, you don't see it as much until you're somewhere else and see to say like I, I didn't know how we were perceived until I, I left the mountains. In fact, I mean, that's easy to understand, but. It's a little more shocking when it's right in your face, uh, you know, when you're somewhere else. I don't know if I can call out one thing right now, but I think we've alluded to or talked about a lot already. I don't know if, I know I answered the question a little bit, but why exactly did did you want to do the podcast? I mean, can I be
0: honest? Yeah, I mean, The main, of the main reason I of wanted to do that's... the podcast the main reason I wanted to do the podcast is just to talk to you, honestly. Yeah. Because well, uh, we have a hard time. Uh, you know, we're both really busy. You've got three kids. I've got three you got, kids. you got a brand new baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, life just kind of never slows down for me ever. And if I could have a set time where I get to talk to my big brother, I mean, that was uh, something that I look forward to. You guys can't see him, but Wow. His hair has really grown. This COVID thing has been rough on him.
1: Yeah, I, I said I would not get it cut until I got vaccine, <laughs> vaccinated, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm well, well
0: on my way. So down here in Appalachia, you know, uh, I live close to one of our nephews who, who thinks he's a barber. So heck, I let him cut my hair. So, uh, it's been pretty easy for me to keep mine maintained, but you're in a little different situation, I guess, unless you can teach one of your kids how to cut hair.
1: Well, we haven't seen each other in a while and I haven't been down there. So next time I come, maybe I'll have him, have him cut it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty professional. Uh, right. He does a good job. So. I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what yeah, else? That's, that's the main reason, um, you know it's hard for us to connect these days, and uh, it's kind of what drew me in. Uh, yeah, and you know, anytime I can share about where I live is is a you know gives me a sense of pride. I've I've spoken at various things, uh, I've done various speaking engagements throughout my life, but um, you know, all those are never really uh, focused on where I'm from because. um, all of those have been, um, in the middle of where I'm from. So, um, you know, I don't get to talk about that often. So I saw it as an opportunity to, to share that with the rest of the world too.
1: Well, what does it mean to be Appalachian to you? Is that, is that something you think about?
0: You know, I guess I probably don't think about it as much as you just cause I'm here, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's who I am every day. So what does it mean to be me? What does it mean to be um, in the middle of it? What does it mean to be in the grind of life in the middle of Appalachia? I guess it, it is, it, it's constant for me. So I haven't really um, thought that deeply about, you know, what it means to, to be here.
1: Yeah. That, and that makes total sense. And another reason why I'm excited to do, to do this, podcast hopefully you know we can keep it going we have maybe we have one or two maybe our mom will listen we'll have at least one listener Um,
0: (laughs) only only if you're talking the majority of the time (laughs) yeah right but
1: but you know i'm excited because we bring two different i feel like two different perspectives you know you you are someone who is like you said in the grind or, or or part of it every day so while you could easily say what it take what, what it means to be Appalachian. You just feel like you live it day to day. And because I've I, I now live in Northeast Ohio, I see it day to day, but I understand it from both sides. You know, I've lived there and I haven't lived there. I, I still think of myself as I am an Appalachian because of where I grew up. I see I have that sense of pride that sense of community especially when I go back that sense of tradition I know how I grew up I kind of want my kids to grow up a little bit like that but you know they won't have that sense of community that I had in Appalachia I don't think
0: I, I don't what, know it's what is uh, that when you talk about that when you're talking about um, kids and you know my kids are kind of growing up in it and what is there something that, that we had growing up that you know you kind of wish your kids had more of or uh, you know, I know your kids have lots of other opportunities that mine will never have. Um, uh, yeah, but.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I don't dis- dis- disagree with that. I think for me, and I've, I've had people flat out tell me before that they felt sorry for the way that I grew up. I didn't really understand what they were talking about because I, I saw nothing but joy and still think about how I grew up as, you know, nothing but the best. Like, you know, we grew up in a great environment, I I felt like. Um, But, you know, back to your question, I think, I don't know if my kid, I live, I live on a, in the, I don't live in Cleveland. I live on that one of the inner ring suburbs now. Um, But I don't think that they will get that same sense of, tradition, same sense of place that I got when I when I was little, that same sense of pride. They'll get a sense of community because I do live in a small town, quote unquote, small town. Um, So they'll they'll I feel like they'll get that sense of community. But I don't know if there there's any other region in the country that has the sense of pride that Appalachians have. I can't talk to many Appalachians that aren't proud of being from Appalachia. It's just that something that we'll always carry with us that we'll, we'll always have because we grew up there because we're from there. I know some people move into there and then grow into it over time. You don't have to be born there. Uh, I think there's a sense of community, a sense of family that that you get that uh, you just don't get other places, or at least that's that's how I've, perceived it that's how i've seen it living other uh, in
0: other areas yeah i think that's a good point you don't have to necessarily be born here to be welcomed into it i guess talk about people that moved into the region and end up falling in love with it um or you know even your kids i mean i think you'd be lying or or you know not telling me the truth that if you said that your kids didn't enjoy every experience that they've had here and i think the the reason for that is not necessarily because of geographics but it's because of family it's absolutely
1: of, my my oldest her her favorite vacation is kentucky and of course down the place she's been in kentucky is <laughs> <laughs> appalachia yeah but but you're right. right it's not because she i mean she has no idea about geography she just knows that right when she's there she's around family and uh, she feels that <laughs> sense that sense of uh, family that sense of little sense of magic even in the mountains mm-hmm.
0: um yeah she's been to some of the cool events that that we've been a part of our whole life and um you know she gets a little tidbits of those from time to time and it, uh, i think it's uh rubbed off on her
1: yeah and i you know i also don't want to glorify it i mean there are challenges being from absolutely you know, where we're absolutely. from but uh there are challenges everywhere you know mm-hmm. um different challenges the same challenges same challenges on a different
0: scale and a lot of
1: exactly a lot of times exactly and so that's something that we'll talk about too in future episodes i'm sure if we keep this going hopefully you know we can we can at least do it bi-weekly maybe even weekly if
0: we uh and i don't know maybe it sounds like to other listeners that you're trying to already figure out a way to talk to me less
1: Oh, is man. That,
0: Talk to that, you more. <laughs> Talk to you more. What's uh, about, bi- bi-weekly stuff? What's that mean? Is, what, that, a, is that a Southeastern Ohio term? Or <laughs> is that? What is I, that? <laughs> you
1: know, uh, that's funny that you say that because I've always questioned the term bi-weekly. People say bi-weekly and I think twice a week. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm, uh, like,
1: but when uh, they say bi-weekly, they mean every other week. So,
0: I, uh, uh I know. I've never understood that either. That's, yeah. uh,
1: so maybe that's something we'll have to figure out as well as we, yeah. as we go along. So um, either way, we'll we'll either get some episodes out every week or every other week. Um, we'll, do really? we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll do what we can. We'll do what we can. Try to make some time for this because, you know, it's not only important for us to connect, but, you know, it's important for us to, you know, we're we're just a couple of guys who had the idea to, you know, start a podcast because we felt it important to not only understand a little bit more about our region, but also help others understand a little bit more from our perspective. Um, that's, that's the main point of this podcast is just to get out there, get outside the borders and see, see what's out there and, and help, help people, not, not shed a light on Appalachia, but at least help people understand it from our point of view and vice versa. We want to understand where they're from, from their point of view. Hopefully people can actually understand this when we're talking on this podcast.
0: <laughs> hopefully it might be a challenge, but I think we can all learn from each other and uh, those on the outside can see the good on the inside. And hopefully those on the inside can see the good on the outside as well. So should be fun. Hmm.
1: I know we're starting from square one. It was kind of like, like we said from the beginning, we really not even sure that we're recording this or not, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to just figure it out Technology. as we go. <laughs> Technology
0: is neither of our friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's important for us. Like, like I said, we're just a couple of guys, two guys from, from the same area that want to spread what we, what we know just a little bit more.
0: down with a grin. I've been in the city too long. Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs. Now I'm back up where I belong in the mountains.